You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop, the show that's a little bit of everything with a K-Pop twist. Visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com for more information about the show. That's 17-C-A-R-A-T-K-P-O-P.weebly.com. Enjoy the show! Hello everybody and welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop. Today on the show, it's time for my deep track-by-track analysis and commentary on the new BTS album, B, and what I love about it, how it connects to their past releases, all those Easter eggs I found, as well as ultimately why I think BTS's album is just coming at the perfect time. I also have a unique, weird Pixar movie connection that I need to explain why I think BTS is, is just like a certain Pixar movie in a way. I'll get to that. I also want to talk about just in general accomplishments and updates about what BTS has been up to lately. It's just overall the latest BTS episode of the show. There's a lot to get to, so without further ado, let's just start by breaking down this new album and the single from it, Life Goes On. Quick overview of the behind the scenes of the making of BTS's album B. Jimin served as the project manager for the first time. V was a visual director during this whole creation process for the album and music video, and Jungkook was the music video director for Life Goes On, and hopes to do more directing in the future, which we would all love to see, I'm sure. B has already been such a successful album. It flooded the iTunes charts, on, and it topped the USA charts, specifically all eight songs actually did, and it charted in at least 90 countries. They also beat their own record for most the biggest album debut day on Spotify in 2020. So they beat their own record back from February from the Map of the Soul 7 album. And this time, 42.8 million streams of B happened within its first 24 hours on Spotify, close to 43 million streams. The album also sold 2 million copies in less than 24 hours of its release, and the Life Goes On music video teaser was the fastest music video teaser to reach a million likes on YouTube. That's an actual record it broke, fastest ever to reach a million likes. It took approximately 35 minutes for a million likes to already show up on the video. And, as a recording time, Life Goes On already has over 100 million views, maybe over 200 by now, honestly. The official press release given to describe this album was as follows. Quote, BTS opens themselves up to express their mixed feelings about this situation. Fear and anxiety mingled with the determination to overcome all this. The album contains the band's emotions and ruminations they had throughout this year, and the story of us continuing the existential journey. That is also the reasoning behind the album's title B that stands for to be or existence and does not abide by any form. Ultimately, this album was the product of quarantine and a weird isolated year after BTS had to abruptly cancel their Map of the Soul World Tour plans due to COVID. And so they've been reflecting during this time and after initial just sorrow and a feeling of what do we do now, they really kind of picked themselves back up and worked on this album and it's really what's really great about the way that BTS makes music is that it's a we more than ever before for this time which RM did say in the press conference was intentional more often than ever BTS included army the fandom in the album creation process so we were there with them throughout quarantine making this album and we were watching the live streams and seeing social media updates and just overall keeping up with 
all of the meetings they had about the album, all of the decision-making they had about the concept they wanted to go for and the buzzwords they wanted to use and center songs around, we got to follow their journey making the album every step of the way in a really special and vulnerable way. And so it does feel like it's not just their baby, this album, but it's our baby. And so that's what they were able to do is to be getting through this tough year with all of us, alongside all of us, reminding us that they are just human like us, which I really appreciate from them. If you are a longtime listener, you know that I talk about my pop queen, Charlie XCX, a lot on the show, and I've got to do that again now, just because I think the comparison makes the most sense when talking about what BTS set out to do in this album and why it's such an impressive body of work. Similar to the way Charlie's is, just in the sense that it was a product of quarantine. Earlier this year, Charlie XCX released How I'm Feeling Now, which is her latest album, and it really runs the gamut of emotions that you experience in quarantine, in this weird year of social distancing and canceled plans and all of that stuff. So she really summarized the feeling of just how we are all feeling now. That's why the album was so aptly titled there. And same with BTS. They just call the album B because you can be, it can refer to an emotion, it can refer to an adjective, whatever it is, but it's just about, this year is all about getting back in tune with and stopping to reflect on who we are and where we're going in life. And so this year of contemplation is producing some really interesting music and relatable music. So As she made it, she let fans in on it on social media. There were special 1,000-person Zoom meetings that you could try to apply to get into to watch her talk to collaborators. You could also see her record songs through Instagram and stories and things like that. And we got to watch the album come to life. Then at the very end, fans' artwork was compiled into a special booklet of sorts to go along with the album release. And the album cover was voted on by fans online. It was all very, very a group project, really. And similarly with BTS, because we were all able to watch their meetings discussing the album and feel like our input would be considered if we left a comment on the video or just in general through our fan letters and messages we send them online, we know they know us and they know what we're dealing with and how we're feeling and they emulate that for us in a way that reminds us we're not alone. Another parallel is the fact that Charlie's album has songs about Everything from just this listlessness and boredom and wanting to just go out and party again and act like, you know, this isn't happening and it feels like you're very just stuck at home and bored to songs just wallowing in feelings because you're spending a lot of time alone in your room and just kind of self-reflecting on a bunch of stuff, which can be healthy or not so healthy depending on how long you just sit there reflecting. She also has songs that are just fun about the days where you have something joyous happen in 2020 and it seems weird to celebrate in the midst of all the terrible stuff happening this year, but you still have to hold on to those moments of joy and feel strengthened by them. So her songs really cover all of the emotional highs and lows we're dealing with, just like BTS have been able to do that with this new album where they have songs that are more for those days where we're just feeling the strain of COVID more, just living with it and living under these circumstances. And then they also have songs that are just light, fun, dance-worthy dance distractions. So 
Both of those albums I truly feel like need to be called cultural milestones because such a significant year in our lives will always have some sort of soundtrack to it, and the soundtrack of our quarantine, socially distant, weird, nervous, pandemic-era life is Charlie XCX and BTS, at least for me. And so that's why I really think this album deserves the deep dive that I'm going to take into it. So let's just get started now and talk about Life Goes On. Life Goes On is a song that BTS aptly titled after a phrase they've been using a lot this year. Usually I view it as part of their long-term strategy that BTS has Easter eggs throughout their work to an incomparable extent, and so I just figured Life Goes On was another thing that maybe they were hinting at in advance because of it's part of the whole master plan of the music video universe, but I do honestly think this time it just became something they were saying to each other a lot during live streams and stuff, and so I do think just naturally they figured this is a great title for the single off of this new album because it summarizes what we've been saying and what we were trying to tell people this whole year, which is that, hey, despite all of these weird obstacles in the way and all of these frustrations and roadblocks, life goes on somehow and the sun rises again the next morning. And so I think it did organically become the single title. However, I do still find it impressive how BTS always manages to take a phrase from something they said previously and then make it a song title later and then make us all in a retrospect think, man, they hinted at that months or in advance, their minds. And so that's still impressive just to get people speculating whether or not the speculation is warranted. Anyway, so BTS did say life goes on a lot as their mantra, not just during this year in general, but also specifically at their virtual UN speech they gave this year. And it's the phrase that is used to describe the new single, which is all about how life will just go on even when it feels like it won't. BTS have been very open from the get-go about how hard 2020 has been for them personally, and I really appreciate the vulnerability, not just because I always appreciate that about them, that's one of the reasons why they are so popular, because we love their honesty, we love that they open up to us, and that they remind us at the end of the day they're just like us, and they're there for us, and we're there for them, so it's a mutual benefit relationship that's very unique, not every fan has that relationship with their artists, the intimate way that BTS and ARMY relate to each other, but anyway, gushing session over for now, I'm just saying that BTS have been opening up from the get-go about how they've been emotionally hurt and impacted by the pandemic, really making them suddenly stop to wonder, what are we doing with our lives, and where do we go from here, and what do we do with all our time now, who are we really, what else do we like to do, all of those questions, they actually are much deeper than it might seem at first glance, when you wonder, what do I do, there's really a lot to unpack there, and so that's what this song is trying to do, and ultimately they decided what they would do is just trust that life goes on, and life has a plan, Jin said in the press conference for this album, quote, We're placed in a situation where everything has stopped. I feel like the past year went by in sadness and emptiness. We try to express our honest thoughts in this album and that it's okay and we feel the same as you guys. Similarly, V from BTS has been open lately about how he in particular has struggled emotionally with depression and anxiety this year, and he continued to echo those thoughts at the conference. All of this reminds me of one of the best BTS songs. Objectively, I would say a song critic would agree, and subjectively, I would agree that Magic Shop is great for that message, and that's what BTS has always done. Their albums are kind of like a home where you can really 
go somewhere and the magic doors open and you can feel like you are invited into a special little mental escape in your head. You can create this mental magic shop to go into when the world outside is so scary and BTS will still always be in there. So no matter how much the world gets crazy around us and we are just freaking out over it and not sure what to do because change is so fear-inducing, we can still go back to the mental magic shop and everything is exactly the same there and the comfort is still the same, which is the message of this song. There are some little details in this song that I do want to highlight that may allude to past videos, but again, you know, sometimes this is just me reaching, but that's okay. I still love the connections running through their music anyway. There's one lyric where they say, sick and tired, and then later on, through the fire. So you're sick and tired, but then you're going to get through it through the fire. Anytime they mention the word fire, you know, that's a, an alarm bell in my head, if you know their discography. Also, whenever they use the word run or rain, rain more being RM's keyword, running faster than the clouds of rain, I thought was a key lyric to note. Also in this song, they say pillow, like the like a pillow on the table is one of the lyrics, and that pillow reference just made me think of Sweet Night, V's OST. And the biggest connection I saw to a past BTS song was when they said, my feet refuse to move. Because, remember, in On, there was that seemingly random lyric of, look at my feet, and that was part of BTS's message there, and now they're saying, you know, my feet refuse to move, so I feel like there is a continuation there about feeling stuck still, even though they were saying bring it on, there are complicated feelings with that, it's not as easy as saying it. The key verse from Jungkook and Jimin, the first verse, is one that if you have been a long-time listener of BTS and know about their storyline, it really makes a lot of sense and alludes back to a previous scene. If you want to know what I'm talking about, all the BTS episodes of my show are on the website, 17karatkpop.weebly.com, and then start sort by artist and you'll find all the BTS ones there. But anyway, that verse says, Spring didn't know to wait, showed up not even a minute late. Streets erased of footprints, I lie here fallen to the ground. Time goes by on its own without a single apology. Verse 2 I found really equally poetic. Still won't stop, running faster than that cloud of rain. Thought that'd be enough, guess I'm only human after all. I'm in a world of pain, this cold that the world gave me prompts me to press the dust-covered rewind, dancing offbeat lying on the ground. Once winter comes, let's exhale. And then the chorus goes, like an echo in the forest, the day will come back around as if nothing happened. Yeah, life goes on, like an arrow in the blue sky. Another day flying by, on my pillow, on my table. Yeah, life goes on like this again. About that monotony day-to-day -day that is combined with the uncertainty of the future. It's what life is. It's very ironic. Keyword alert with shadow again. In this song they say, stopped for now, but don't hide in the shadow. Once again, daylight will glow. Glow is another keyword. A lot of possible Easter eggs there, so go crazy enjoying those if you want. Blue and Gray is a song that was worked on by Suga, RM, V, and J-Hope. It was originally supposed to be called Black and White and be about those black and white contrasting, intensely opposite emotions, but at the end of the day, they decided to go with Blue and Gray. What's interesting about this choice is I was thinking about how the color purple is so important to the BTS fandom and our representative color, and purple is a mix of blue and red, which also represent extreme sadness or extreme passion or anger on the other extreme. And so when you combine those extremes, you get somewhere in the middle ground where you get a purple color. But if you then like dilute the color again, you might get like a bluish gray tinged uh, color. And so 
blue and gray is kind of like a sad uh, distilled purple in a way. Anyway, the point is that the way they, this song tries to tell us to live in the gray area is kind of what they could be telling us all along if you really want to dig into why purple is the fandom color. This song is a heavier song, but it's mixed with a lighter uh, instrumental, and so it's an interesting contrast that works really well. Jimin had a key quote in the press conference that is related to this song, I think. Quote, I had emotionally fallen down several times. Performing on stage and meeting fans held such a big meaning to me, a must-do thing. As those were taken away from me, I was confused, thinking, who am I and what should I do? But thanks to the bandmates with whom I talked about music and my feelings a lot, I could overcome it. Again, talking about that sense of feeling thrown off balance by this pandemic, I want to zone in on for a second that first sentence. I had emotionally fallen down several times. Because first of all, that's a good way to summarize this year. It feels like we keep emotionally falling down. Second of all, it just made me think of those music video scenes where RM is reaching his hand to the screen and pulls you up. That's kind of part of the action. He reaches toward the camera and he's like lifting you up. That just is what flashed in my head when he said he keeps falling down. Anyway... Some key lyrics, which I won't point out the buzzwords in these, although they're there and I think you know what they are if you're a longtime fan. Some of the parts of the song that I just found most moving. The end of the day, someone come and save me, please. A weary sigh of a tiring day. I guess everyone's happy. Can you look at me? Because I am blue and gray. The meaning of the tears reflected in the mirror. My color hidden with a smile, blue and gray. I don't know where it went wrong. Since my youth, I've had a blue question mark in my head. Maybe that's why I've been living so fiercely. But when I look back, I'm all by myself. That hazy shadow that swallows me up. The blue question mark still exists. Is it anxiety or depression? How am I so regretful? Or is it just me, one that loneliness gave birth to? I still don't know. The ferocious blue. I hope I don't erode away. I'll find the exit. I just want to be happier, to melt the cold me. My hands have reached out countless times. Colorless echo. Oh, this ground feels so much heavier. I'm sinning by myself. I just want to be happier. Am I being too greedy? On the road I always walk, there is a light that always shines. But today the scene feels unfamiliar. Is it dull or is it broken? I don't feel like myself at this moment. Three things about this. One, the last line is a toast to all the dust here, which I found really interesting. And the sun similarly has these lines about actually liking the gray and the dusty scene or whatever symbol you want to draw up in your head of a scene that would seem lackluster to other people. But you just want that normalcy back is how I interpret it. Second key thing is that they are really pondering the type of questions we all are. And third thing is that... They say, don't say it's okay because it's not okay, which is such a hugely important lyric for them to say that speaks volumes about their impact and why we appreciate their music so much because they don't put on a happy face for us like a lot of pop stars feel inclined to do. And it's okay to just say you're not okay. And they are some of those people who actually answer that question honestly when asked, how are you? The energy comes back up with the song Telepathy. This one was written by Jungkook, Suga, and RM. And they said it's ultimately a message for the army. They want us to know that they're kind of telepathically communicating to us that they miss us and can't wait to see us in person again. The feeling is obviously super mutual. And ultimately, it carries the message of everything around us is changing, but our relationship can still stay the same. Verse 2, I found the most 
worth noting, especially given the past context from their music video universe. Now let's go to the blue sea, that blue sea we used to play with. Worries are useless for a while, let it go for a while, let's have fun together, remembering together, a small island in the middle of the blue sea. A lot of, again, go back to my past episodes if you want all the music video updates, but it's really also on its own a great uh, scene to interpret and visualize in your mind and personalize how you view that, of them saying, you know, at the end of the day, worrying isn't helping the situation, so you got to let it go. Let's go have some fun on this island together, and we can just be away from the world and our troubles. My favorite verse is the fifth one that says, Too fast is a little dangerous. Too slow is a little boring. Not too fast, or not even too slow. Let's go at our own speed. This is a pretty long, fun roller coaster, which I just found the perfect summary of, of life, of making sure you slow down, but also feel motivated enough to keep going. The song Stay has a lot of parallels too. The song Telepathy, it references that sea again in the sea where the wind passed by, technically. And the lyric that I really find the funniest is Hold Still, It's in Order. Again, this album really runs the gamut of motivating you to keep moving in life and also taking time to slow down if you need to. And so this is one of those songs where they're like, hold still, it's in order. I also like that they say the stars are brighter than ever, no matter where we are right now, I know you'll always stay. And that's repeated, I know you'll always stay throughout the whole song. And again, that's a song really to ARMY and about how everything's changing but our relationship is still solid. That one was sung and written by RM, Jin, and Jungkook. What may be my personal favorite song off of this album is Disease. It's written as dis-ease, so it's that play on words of unease as well as diseases in the sickness. Similarly, RM wraps these play on words because the way he says I'm ill could have to do with like the English translation I'm sick, or I'm ill, and the way he says it in Korean would mean one, like I'm the one. It could also mean work in certain instances, but we won't get into that. But yeah, RM continues to use these play on words. He's done it before, like in Tear, their album title that was Tear, but also Tear, and it was intentionally able to be pronounced both ways. RM also, in one of his solo projects, saying about soul, but soul is in the place and soul is in your soul, S-O-U-L. So I could go on and on, but the bottom line is that they continue to play around with words and their different meanings in the lyrics. What I really like about this song is not just that, but the fact that it is an exact mix of old and new eras of theirs. It is basically the song We On mixed with the song On, and We On came out in the Oh Are You Late 2 era years and years ago, and On was just earlier this year, so it's a really cool mix of their old school sound and their brand new sound. It's very anthemic. It's like someone took the tunes We On and On, mixed them together, and then like hyped it up times 10, and that is the anthem that is Disease. The Korean title can also translate to byun, which can mean sickness or bottle. So that's another double meaning. It could mean when he's referring to feeling like he got hit with a bottle because he's so sick. It could also refer to actual glass breaking. It can be used in different contexts. So again, more intentional room for interpretation. This is definitely the song that is the most like Charlie XCX's album. It's reminiscent of that to me, like the song Anthems from her, where it's really just this song that's reflecting on being bored. And it's a very high energy song about melancholy topics, which I really like the contrast of with verses like 
24 hours, we have a lot of time, I sleep all day, now there's no problem, what should we do? References to just, you know, uh, your dog is biting me, you don't know what to do with yourself, you wish you could accomplish more, but what is there to do? You're just kind of at home. I really like the lyric, I'm too young, my body's the only grown-up, referring to like aches and pains you have that make you feel older than you are. I also like the lyric, my friend named Rest, I never liked him because they're pointing out the downside of too much rest. Again, it's the contrast in these albums with all these conflicting emotions you feel about being productive versus letting yourself slow down and where to find the happy medium. But yeah, that's such a mood. I'm such a workaholic, so I can totally relate to that feeling. A friend named Rest, never heard of him, never liked him. Later on in the song, they talk about, you know, I want to trust in the day. I'll wake up again tomorrow, it'll be the same old, same old, and just coming to terms with that new routine and that new normal. I could go on and on, but the point is that Disease is Truly the Sun, I would spend the most time thinking about. It's the most therapeutic song for me to hear and think about anyway. The skit in this album was a spontaneously created recording where BTS actually just randomly had studio time scheduled for later in that day, so they decided to make this the skit for their album. This is the first time we've had that in a BTS album since 2017, so it's been three years. And back then they recorded and put into their album their AMA's acceptance speech, which was a huge moment for them, their first big AMA's moment. And this time the skit is for a similar achievement. BTS recorded their authentic original first-time reactions to hearing the news about Dynamite, the song reaching number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. It was a, such a big milestone they'd always wanted to achieve. So their genuine excitement was the focus of the skit. Again, a really cool time capsule verbally that they've given ARMY to celebrate a special moment in their career, and now we get to celebrate how they felt like they got to celebrate that day. We get an inside look at what it was like and what the reaction was to another big milestone, which of course they said is all thanks to us. The love is so mutual. And the last line of that skit is from RM who says, is this what happiness feels like, is essentially what he says, and that is just the most beautiful thing he could react by saying. I'm going to talk about Fly to My Room after the break because it really ties into my bigger theory about why BTS is so poised for this moment to be even bigger than ever, although it seems like that has lost its uh, power to say by this point, but I will point out what I mean by using an example of a Pixar movie. It'll make sense later. So I'll talk about Fly to My Room after the break and Pixar's connection to it. But first, the last song on the tracklist I have not discussed is Dynamite. And Dynamite is a song that the members were initially not sure they would even include on this album because they viewed Dynamite as more of just a perfect for the summer song and now they wanted to get into the fall songs that are a bit darker and more melancholy, but they figured it was kind of like the fireworks show at the end of their concert or a big grand finale where you get the energy level back up after some more uh, contemplative songs that you listen to. So I do agree with that decision in that logic, so I'm glad they included it at the end of their album. Although it's not my favorite song on the album, it is my favorite choice for the ending of it. After the break, we will pick up this conversation where we left off. Today's recommendation is the NPR podcast Code Switch, which deals with how race impacts politics, pop culture, our history, every part of society really, and how that plays out in... It prompts a lot of questions in important discussions, so I hope you check out Code Switch. It is available now wherever you get your podcasts. 
it would be too much out of character for me to just focus on this album and not tie it back to previous BTS releases, even if this seems like a bit of a detour from their music video storyline. I do think they still intentionally included some Easter eggs, nods to past videos in their promotional materials, at least for this upcoming album. So I just want to point those out because it would be totally uncharacteristic of me to not over-theorize and overanalyze and look into all the details of all the promo that my favorite artists like to release. So let's do it for the BTS uh, Life Goes On slash B era promo pictures. Here are some details in their promo pictures that I noticed and just think we should keep in mind for previous symbols and for the future symbols they use in their work, which will make a lot of sense if you're a longtime fan, so if you're not, I apologize, the next two minutes will probably not make sense to you. So the first main teaser image we need to think about is the one where they're all in a blue room together. The color blue, I'm sure, was intentional. And they have all of these instruments stacked up on the table in front of them, keyboards, guitar, etc. The keyboard is a, plays a big role in the Begin video. When Jungkook starts the whole wing saga off, in that video we suddenly have a flash of a keyboard on fire, like something's happening to their source of pride and joy, the music. But now we have the keyboard being safe, it's just now suddenly twice as good. So you could really look into deeper meaning there if you want to, where it's not like they saved the piano, it's okay, sure, you want a piano, here you go, and here's a piano and some uh, maracas or uh, guitar or banjo, I don't know, whatever is was on that table. And so it's like now you have too much of what you were looking for, so careful what you wish for is how I would interpret that. There's also a frame painting in the background made with blue watercolors, and it looks like it has some sort of boat-shaped image, and that could just be uh, not what it was meant to look like, but to me it looked a little like a boat. So anyway... Remember, a key painting in similar shades, if I'm remembering correctly, similar shades, was in the background of the Begin video, although that was more colorful, and in the background of the Live video and Mama, so those Wings era videos, again, had that symbolism there. J-Hope's individual teaser has all of these posters on the wall, and I definitely spent a lot of time screenshotting and zooming in on all of those posters. And here are my main takeaways. There are some keywords that were on those posters that I remember from past releases. There is the sign that said beautiful. And remember that J-Hope's solo video for Mama during the Wings trilogy, a keyword was the word beautiful. Remember the monologue said the beautiful woman smiled with dignity. Her gaze was fulfillment, her greeting a homecoming. Beautiful, the beautiful woman was the mama that J-Hope was referring to in his main speech, in his main video and concept back then. So that seemed meaningful and intentional. The poster on the wall that said, my way, that made me think of J-Hope's ego lyric. Here says my way in the course of that song. Video game was another thing that one of the posters said, which if you remember in the fire video, they're playing games and, and in this new video, they're gathered around a TV together. So they're just enjoying each other's company, doing things like that. The word nope was on that board, which I just thought was funny. The word friends was there. Obviously, they have a song called Friends. And in Spinebreaker, way back in the early days of their career, they had that song lyric um, about you're whining because your friends all have it and now you want it because your friends have it. How do you make sure you stay an individual is ultimately what that song Spinebreaker was about. One poster says, do it for yourself. 
in the word yourself is obviously a huge part of their love yourself era. My choice in future was another phrase on the poster, which is just symbolic of everything BTS is all about. Lastly, sweet love reminded me of V's OST, Sweet Night. I also think it was probably written as like a contrast to fake love. In Suga's solo promo picture, his feet are placed on a mirror on a, on the ground. And that mirror is just making me think of the song Reflection from their catalog. There's that mirror that's a big symbol in Jin's video for Awake. There's the reflection that Jin kisses in the Wings tour video. And then there's also the fact that the song Louder Than Bombs that BTS has shares a name with a movie all about that cracked mirror image that's a big part of the promo for that movie. And the theme of that movie is kind of about uh, dealing with past conflicting emotional states and really trying to figure out how you truly feel deep down. It's a very introspective movie or can be if that's how you watch it. And that's how BTS songs are too. So I think the mirror is one of their most frequent symbols for a reason. I also think it's interesting that he's sitting on this couch. The other members sometimes in their promo pics were on were on couches as well, but sometimes like with J-Hope it was like an inflatable couch and I know this is really reaching, but I do think there's something there to think about because Suga being on that couch by himself, the last time I remember that happening for a significant amount of time was when in the whole Love Yourself highlight reel he was there just looking at that tag with the girl's name on it and his phone buzzed and suddenly he felt very fearful of what message was just brought to his phone. So it's that those moments in life that really wake you up and make you a little shocked because you weren't expecting it. That was what happened the last time Suga was on the couch in a BTS content. And so that just made me think of this teaser being connected to that feeling of uncertainty. So now that we've dug into the promo pics, we've talked track by track about the album, what's left to do is reflect on BTS's legacy and their past just updates and what they're, they've been up to lately. And then I will get to what I'm building up the suspense for, which is my big theory. Since 7 is a magic number for BTS and ARMY now, here are 7 categories of big new achievements slash announcements that BTS have revealed since the last episode I've recorded. Not even just the last BTS-specific episode I've recorded, but they're super busy, so let's just get into it. Number 1 has to be award show wins. Congrats to BTS for winning favorite duo slash group for the second year in a row at the AMAs in the pop rock category. And congrats to them also for winning for three years in a row now favorite social artist at the AMAs as well. Second of all, there is a British fashion company called List, L-Y-S-T, and every year they release a list of the most influential dressers slash biggest style icons of the year. So their list for 2020 is out now, and right behind Beyonce and Harry Styles in third place is RM from BTS. This annual report cited his turtleneck outfit from one of BTS's trips to New York a while back, which apparently that turtleneck outfit that RM wore caused searches for similar outfits to rise 67% during the course of that week. Additionally, BTS, after they wore all Gucci outfits for the 2020 VMAs performance, then suddenly searches for Gucci ties were up 28%, and Gucci three-piece suits were searched up to 12% more than usual within a 24-hour period. So all of BTS, but especially RM for that New York look in similar street-style moments, 
they have been influencing a lot of dressers this year, and actually it is proven through the metrics of search results and how much people are trying to gain fashion inspo from these stars. Third big update is about Dynamite, the single that never stops winning more. Last week it made history for spending 12 weeks in the top 20 of the Billboard Pop Songs Hot 100 chart. It's hard to overestimate how big that is. Number four, some streaming records. Filter, my bias's solo release from Map of the Soul 7, is actually the fastest male solo song and fastest Korean solo B-side to achieve 100 million streams on Spotify, as well as Black Swan, the music video that reached 200 million views. BTS also made history when the Map of the Soul 7 album became their second album to go platinum in the USA. And just the other day, The Most Beautiful Moments in Life became the oldest BTS album and the seventh, again that magic number, seventh BTS album to go silver in the UK. Fifth thing, BTS continues to make waves in the USA in ways that are very, very noteworthy, and they mean more than just magazine covers. This is showing more and more normalization of just Korean artists in America being popular. It's not a trend. K-pop is here to stay, and that seems to be a motto that is finally being embraced more and more and accepted by American media outlets. So, very big deal that BTS are the latest Wall Street Journal cover stars and Esquire magazine cover stars. Their profile just got published the other day. Other big news on popular in America media, BTS will be back on James Corden's show for a performance set to air November 24th, and BTS just performed on Good Morning America. As of recording time, they already have, presumably. BTS, though, continues to go back to their roots and go on Korean shows. They've been reflecting on their catalog a lot lately and did so really in an interesting deep dive through the show Immortal Sons, which has English subtitles if you want to look up the BTS clips on YouTube. I would recommend it. It's a very interesting look at their insight as they made their earlier creations. Number six, Tiny Tan, the BTS adorable little what, like three centimeter tall cartoon characters, and those new Tiny Tan characters can now be used on Facebook Messenger, you can also use their images on Instagram, and not even just images, but there's also this 360 degree AR technology that you can use in those apps that will allow for you to see the whole Tiny Tan universe, as they call it. So you see the bedroom setting in 360 and the cafe setting, both from the Tiny Tan short film trailer thing that was released a little while back. So Tiny Tan continues to bring even more joy. Just when you thought BTS couldn't bring us more joy, they replicated themselves in Tiny. So, so adorable. Lastly, Big Hit Entertainment, BTS's company, continues to be just such a and from an underdog to such a juggernaut, and now continues to acquire more companies. More recently, they acquired the companies behind G-Friend and Seventeen, and their latest acquisition was KOZ Zico's agency. Zico actually only established that agency. Zico was in Block B under a different company, and then Zico eventually went on to start his own agency two years ago. So just in 2018, he founded that company on his own, and now it's been acquired by Big Hit, which is actually a big positive thing for Zico. It will really help amplify his company message, and knowing how Big Hit is acquiring these companies, they're all sort of still 
their own individual entities just under the financial support and microphone, megaphone of big hits. So I do think it's a win-win and any of the biases in previous years that prevented artists associated with a big hit from getting on the big Korean shows because they're not part of the quote-unquote big three companies, I do feel like those biases are slowly ebbing away more and more. So I do see it as a net positive here. So that's the latest acquisition. Probably expect more of a takeover from big hit again and again acquiring companies going forward. On to my theory and final thoughts about the album. The song Fly to My Room really summarizes both what the song is all about and what my theory is all about. With lyrics like somebody turned back the clock, the entire year got stolen, I'm still in bed, I want to leave but this room is all I have now, my personal favorite lyric, sometimes this room is an emotional trash can, it hugs me, they greet me again. Ultimately it's about your room having so much meaning to it, especially this year when your life is kind of just in your room because of the pandemic and how that looks. And in the press conference when talking about this song, they talked about how it's really about reconceptualizing how we view travel. What does it mean to go somewhere? And how we can try to find ways to kind of have adventures traveling to our room. And that is an adventure in itself, a staycation, if you will. And it doesn't need to feel like a bummer. And ways to really ultimately, again, deal with conflicting emotions about feeling very... Um, very boxed in and unsure how to go forward, but also a way to find just contentment in not having to get up and go and, you know, really just be still. And so that's what this album is all about, is taking that time to just evaluate your surroundings and find a way to make the most of those surroundings and realize that is your new uh, reality, but it doesn't have to feel so confining. I also really like how you can think about that lyric, it's like an emotional trash can, because it is. Your room is where you sleep, and so you'll have bad dreams and good dreams. It's where you'll work on schoolwork, or maybe, and so you're dealing with the best papers of your life, and the worst papers of your life come out of that. It's where you're thinking a lot of thoughts throughout the day, and so it's where you can make a lot of good and bad memories, and it's just interesting to think about how we view the emotional baggage we feel free to unload once we are alone in our rooms. And then they talk about just being there for each other still and finding ways to kind of fly to your room to still make sure you have a visitor to cheer you up and get you out of negative thoughts. Once I share two, two lines from two different lyrics with you, you will know exactly right away which movie I'm going to compare BTS and this album to, and I mean it in the best way. First of all, the lyrics... Landing over the bed, this is the safest place. Second, they greet me again, the toys in my room, like people. It's as crowded as if we're out of the city. Yeah, I think you know what I'm talking about. So what I'm going to say, hear me out on this. In some ways, to me, I've realized that BTS is the toy story of K-pop groups. What I mean by that is... First of all, they have those kind of lyrics, like, the toys in my room are like people, they're greeting me, they're here to be there for me, you know? But the toys in Toy Story really do show the kind of things that this song talks about. First of all, there's Buzz Lightyear, who's flying all over the bed, literally, and he's just he's just having a blast, you know? And so do the other Toy Story characters. They make, like, homemade catapults or something. They find ways to make their own fun, and... That is where they find joy and how they find joy is by cheering up others. Second connection here is that 
the Toy Story movies are ultimately all about, at the end of the day, those friendships and how toys or just people can be there for each other and that their their situation changes. You know, they live with one person, they live with another kid, or they go to that daycare center, wherever they're living, it changes. But their friendship is still strong and they still remain in touch no matter what. And so that is the same theme that BTS had in songs like Stay from this new album. There's also the references to the trash can that made me think of that toy trashy or Sporky who wanted to go in the trashy. I don't remember his name. But anyway, that little guy, the Spork from the latest Toy Story movie, was really feeling down on his luck and felt like he just wanted to go in the trash can. And so they were trying to save him and remind him he's not trash. He is a toy and can is capable of being loved. So another connection there. But I think the strongest connection is ultimately just the feeling you might get when thinking about putting yourself in Andy's shoes, Andy, the main boy who plays with the toys in Toy Story, and what the Toy Story movies say about toys, and just in general the deeper meaning of what they can say about human relationships. Because the toys in that story are so loyal. They feel like it is their duty to cheer up and comfort and be a special thing, a security blanket of sorts, a source of strength for Andy as he grows up. And they still want to be there for him as he grows up. And they don't want that relationship to change. And they still want to be there for him, even if it's just sitting in the attic as they wait for him to get back from college. They still feel like they need to stay there for him. It's hard for them to let go of that. And so really, not I'm not talking about specific plot points and connecting those. I just think in the abstract that BTS symbolizes a lot of what Toy Story movies symbolize about being there for each other no matter what, about thinking about your your purpose in life outside of yourself and how you can be of service to others. They always talk about the way they make music and how they really do see and recognize their platform and their reach, and they want to use that to be the best influence possible by basically, they've said before, you know, use our music, use us if you want. They've used that phrase to say, you know, use us as a tool. If our music and BTS is a source of your strength and a source of your solace and a fun distraction or escape for you, use it. We are providing it to you to interpret and talk about like I am talking about right now. And so... They're fulfilling that purpose in our lives of feeling like we can find ways to feel complete and content even amidst so much change and uncertainty. And we can feel like we can act out and relate to uh, the BTS storylines in our lives just like people might act out and relate to the toys they play with. Ultimately, I see BTS as conveying the message, you got a friend in me, that they are here for us. And especially for me, because I've always dealt with a lot of social anxiety and stuff, so um, for anyone to say you've got a friend with me is really touching, so I just take that very personally, and I'm really just appreciative of them. So, alright, rant over, but I'm just saying that BTS's work deserves this kind of deep dive every time because it really does leave such a profound impact on me in an army all over the world. So, thank you again, BTS, for a great body of work that really helps uh, give give a rise to and help uh, articulate how we're all feeling. It's very, very, very much appreciated and such a gift. So thank you for all you do, BTS. Uh, Thank you all for listening to the show. The next big album that is bringing me so much joy lately is, of course, the new NCT album. So we have to dive into Resonance Part 2. I will talk about that in an episode later this week. And then a new another new episode next week. I'll just keep going. I'm skipping a week of How to Stand for Thanksgiving week 
break, but not 17 karat K-pop. I've got too much to say about the new NCT album, so I'll see you without a break later this week, and then I'll see you again next week. Thank you all for listening.